motivators. Welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Here we are at Friday, the 17th of August, 2018. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be an eventful day. Got a lot of stuff going down in the office. Starting out with a smile on my face, which is way way you got to do, even when you want to frown, right? I don't. I don't want to frown. I got a lot of good going on. A lot of great people in my life, great friends, healthy family, thankfully. And just uh, some worthy missions that I, I feel that I'm on. Today I want to talk about leadership. Current events, you know, inspire me to expound upon this topic, leadership. There's two forms of leadership as it pertains to my experience. And that is in the United States Marine Corps, in the business world, in the political spectrum. There's leadership by fear, and then there's leadership by respect. Now, both of these methods can be effective. I'll give you some for instances in a bit, but... The one that I've always ascribed to, I've responded to when I've been a subordinate, I believe that people really respond to is the leadership by respect. In other words, you follow the golden rule, you know, look, it's lonely at the top. If you ever are fortunate enough to be in charge of something, it's challenging. You know, you learn that people are very complex and it's hard to dictate their behavior and ultimately get them to do what you want them to do or need them to do in order to fulfill a mission. Imagine you've got a dozen Marines in a squad. You are the squad leader. You typically outrank your those who are under your charge. you got to group these people together. You have to make sure that they do everything that they need to do in order to train and prepare for the mission. If they fall out of line, you need to bring them back without injuring them in such a way that they don't resent the way that you had to correct them, right? It's a challenge, man. I mean, I Uh, Just personal experience and talking about 20 years ago, but I was a squad leader. I was that guy. I was a corporal or a sergeant in charge of a dozen Marines at least, plus attachments, different weapon systems, different personalities, different races, colors, creeds, and everybody had to work together in order to be in a combat situation. Thankfully, we did not have to go. Although that's something that every Marine really, you know, you train for something that an eventuality or hopefully you get to prove yourself, right? That all your training is paid off. It's a bummer to, to uh, work towards, let's say, uh, game day and never not to get to take the field, right? You want to demonstrate your your prowess. And at the age between eight and 18 and 22... You want to freaking pull your dick out and show everybody how big it is, right? And how capable you are. 
So I was a squad leader in charge of a dozen Marines, a dozen human beings, young men who were charged with hormones and therefore aggression, um, a little bit of immaturity, a lot of immaturity sometimes, tendency to get in, up into trouble, no good. There's that pecking order that that you're in, basically, in the United States Marine Corps, in any sort of military environment, but especially in the Marine Corps infantry, there's a pecking order. And as a squad leader, you're very high in the pecking order. You're, you're calling the shots and helping to fulfill the mission from the people who are in charge of you, right? Taking orders yourself. So the type of leadership that I found to be effective is what I call leadership by respect, which is a very challenging thing because leadership by fear. Um, I had a guy tell me it's better to be feared than loved. He was a good friend of mine. Uh, He had heard this, I don't know, maybe he was a coach uh, in football or some sort of sporting environment. It's better to be feared than loved. And he said that in a way that led me to believe that, you know, he was talking about generally as a man. It's more effective when people fear you, like they want to do what you want them to do because they're they're scared of consequences. Then you kind of have them in, in a tight spot and you're under control, right? So this is a very alluring kind of fear, particularly when you're in an aggressive environment like that. We're talking about Marines, warriors of any type, you know, you... That's a powerful feeling, right? When you can exert physical or mental control over another human being. And so there was a lot of that in the Marine Corps. And there's some leaders I can think of, I can envision them right now in their freaking sharp-pressed utilities and their shined-up boots and their muscles popping out who ascribe to that. Like, if you don't do this, oh, you don't want to do that? before I can knock down, you know, get down and knock out a max set of push-ups. Oh, you don't want to do that? Let's let's go. You know, they phys- physically threaten you with harm. All right, like I've been there. I've been under that, um, in that situation. In particular, where this, this freaking gigantic situation, man, there was this new Marine to our post. He was in charge of us. He was going to be our platoon sergeant for a period of time. And he came from a little bit of an older school environment. And it was all about, like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you up. And he could probably kick the entire platoon's ass simultaneously. And so he was threatening a younger Marine, and I had been around for a little bit, and I stuck up, I took up for the younger Marine, and who clearly wasn't going to do that himself, and it almost went to blows, and I kind of pulled his punk card in that moment, like I, it didn't go to blows, because he knew that really, if he were to physically and mentally destroy me, which I think he was very capable of doing, maybe the entire platoon would jump in, maybe there would be a mutiny, right, um, and he would, it would be, wouldn't end well for him, or 
you know, he, it's, is that really, he, I, I saw him in that moment like an angel and a devil on his shoulders. Should I freaking waste this kid? Or should I, you know, that's not the right decision in this moment here. I respect him for standing up to me, maybe. You know, we later became really good friends. But this was a way, this was a real strong suit for this guy. He was a freaking gigantic, muscle-bound, smart, experienced Marine. And he most certainly could have disposed of me quickly. He did not. We became good buds. Earned his respect, obviously, and vice versa. So, even when somebody's being well mean is well meaning, uh, they they can resort to this to leadership by fear, because it, it can be effective in certain situations, particularly situations where they're high stakes, and it doesn't require somebody mincing words or beating around the bush about stupid shit. It need it requires immediate action, which is what a Marine rifle platoon, rifle squad, uh, or any level of the infantry requires. Immediate, instantaneous response to command. That's why we do close order drill with our, you know, our coordination with a, let's say, a group of 30 individuals, a platoon, and you're friggin' got your weapons all shined up and your uniforms looking tight. And you got your manual of arms where you can you know, order arms, port arms, inspection arms. Like if you can imagine any of those um, older school military movies where they're doing inspection arms as an officer walks down the ranks and snaps the weapon away from their hand and uh, <clears throat> looks at their per- looks over their person. And it's like there's an expectation. You got to have your shit together. We got to go now. You know, you got to be organized. We're part of a well friggin' oiled machine. Let's go. And so, certain situations, certainly the military, where life and death hanging in the hanging the balance. Sometimes there's a, there's so much at stake. Leadership by fear is very common. So I've been there. I've done that. I've seen it be effective. I was never comfortable with it myself. I can't say that I never resorted to physical intimidation back in those days to organize my Marines. There were a couple instances that I could tell stories about. Um, I feel, though, that I always kind of had a degree of empathy and never forgot where I came from. In other words, I had been kind of pushed around and bullied and I was familiar with the whole experience. We all were having gone through boot camp, which is a big intimidating experience, right? So, leadership by fear. It's better to be feared than loved. Is that true? What do you think? So, I said some current events. So, that, that's my, that's the groundwork right there. Having been a United States Marine, I've seen a lot of people lead by fear, intimidation. I've seen a lot of people lead by love, too, when you become and respect for when you are working with a group so intimately, so um, you're, you're spending every day with a workforce or a team, you put a lot in a lot of training. Even though there's a lot of competition and that pecking order among individuals and different hierarchies of power uh, within the chain of command, 
um, you, you become very tight. You become thick as thieves. And you take care of one another because ultimately it is you against the world. You're, you know, you're like family. And that is a very special thing. So leadership by respect is, hey man, we're going to go out and we're going to perform well during this exercise. We're all going to hang in on this PT. Let's do it together because we know that when the chips are down and we, when we might find ourselves in a combat situation, we will have to depend upon one another for our very lives. And so there is respect there. There is love there. And there is a lot of time spent together. So there's a psychological bond. Um, so leadership, uh, this is a very easy form of leadership because when somebody loves you, they do, they want to, they have your back. And that's what we can all aspire to. I think this is the best and most pure form of leadership. It just takes time. It takes time for people to get to know you. It takes you uh, time for you to develop a, a a clean track record of being fair and and being organized. And you have to really put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Right? And people are watching. The fact of the matter is, if you find yourself in a leadership position. Your subordinates have had an opportunity to to be under your charge, and they will tell you, uh, you know, this teacher or this squad leader or this politician, they're friggin' a good dude or a good individual that with a clear track record of success. Now, everybody makes mistakes, but we know who the good, solid leaders in our lives are, right? We've all had that boss who was a an awesome boss who we would follow to the ends of the earth in order to produce whatever, you know, a good meal in the kitchen, uh, a chef that comes to mind for me, or uh, the teacher that always treated everybody well and everybody uh, fondly remembers. You know, I got a woodshop teacher that I recall, Mr. Cordwell, who just, you know, treated kids, he, he, he was fair and he, he, he was hard sometimes when it required, the job required it, but he didn't want to be a dick. He didn't want to be um, pushing kids around and being that teacher who was always trying to exert power or influence over people. He wanted you to enjoy his class because he loved woodworking. Um, and he wanted you to, he loved to teach. He liked to, to uh, instruct in his trade and see other people do good things with it. And so Mr. Cordwell is somebody, God rest his soul, died of cancer, unfortunately. But this dude, he was a good dude, man. He, you know, we, I think of countless teachers like that, where everybody loved them. Or such a, the vast majority loved them to the extent where anybody who had a bad experience, you wonder, wow, it must have been them, because this, this guy's really reasonable. He's a good guy, you're going to love him, you know. So we can think of these both these types of leaders. Those would like to be... I think it's better to be feared than loved, and those who lead by respect maybe go a little bit too far in the love direction sometimes, right? There is uh, both, there exists both extremes, right? Because sometimes people go a little bit too far out of their, they don't exert enough power or enough dominance, enough confidence in their field in order to convince their subordinates, you know, Hey, I'm a strong leader. I'll get the job done. 
you don't want somebody weak either, right? So, a couple instances as I'm getting close to the office here. Coaches. Seen some instances lately in sports where coaches are just like, they, you can see when they're exerting these two diff, two types. You know, I had an issue yesterday where I saw a coach kind of flip out on the participants of the particular sport and kind of get loud and unnecessarily, you know, uh, genuine passion for the sport genuine uh, concern and love for the participants, the athletes, but in a weak moment, in a moment of passion and frustration because things weren't coming together, this coach took some friggin' uh, took some shit out on the, on the players, right? And it was just, it, it wasn't reasonable, it wasn't appropriate, uh, if it was if it wasn't the exception to the rule, I would have a problem with the coach, right? Because I've seen some these types of methods, and I know that they don't work. So out of my care for the organization and the coach, and my respect for all these the same, I would have to say something. You know, Donald Trump, he's a leader by fear. He is a leader by intimidation. And it's a classic example, and I've seen this with bosses, I've seen this with Marines. You can use that leadership by fear and intimidation and and leadership from a position of ultimate power effectively, as I mentioned earlier. But if you use it excessively it's going to bite you in the ass because people don't like being picked upon or preyed upon or pushed around chronically. And sooner or later, if you use bullying techniques to try to exert your control, it's going to fail because you're going to find somebody who is not going to put up with that shit or who knows better, which we're seeing now. Um, Also, your entire, the people under your charge, the people who you are leading will no longer follow you, all right? They will mutiny. This is why you've got all of these individuals in Trump's cabinet who are, um, they're jumping ship and they're dishing up the dirt because they were pushed around and they're like, wait a second, this is getting crazy, man. Okay, I was willing to tolerate some of this shit, but after a while, it's like, I saw him bullying this guy or this individual and now he's bullying me. Wow. I mean, I guess I can see it coming. I can see the potential for him fucking me over or treating me with inappropriately with lack of respect. And so they see it coming. They throw up the bullshit flag and no longer do we have a cohesive team. So leadership by fear and intimidation and power can really destroy an organization. We're seeing with the Trump administration. You got he brings people like this Omarosa into the mix, who is essentially she's a controversial figure, right? I mean, I didn't 
watch um, The Apprentice all the time, but I remember in the earlier seasons I did, and I remember when she was on it, and she was just all over the news. Just, she was willing to do anything to get to the top. And she loved Trump because that was his thing. He was such a powerful figure and didn't care who anybody said, and he could, he was going to fire everybody. And she wanted to be in that position. She wanted to be a freaking billionaire. She wanted to be successful at any cost. And for a year, he had her on the line. So, so she was doing what he said because she respected him, yes, and she wanted to be like him. And then she stuck around long enough and was like, wait a second, man. This is, uh, you know, I, he's fucking me over now. Oh, hell no. Now we're going to see what happens. You know, if I, I need, might need some sort of dirt to dish out because I have it because I've been around him for a decade. And when the time comes that he wants to friggin' sell me out or give me a bunch of shit, rub my name to the dirt, I'll be able to compete. And that's what she's doing. Also, this guy, Admiral McRaven, right? Yesterday, uh, he came out against uh, Trump pushing around uh, or, or yanking the sec security clearance of this uh, CIA, former CIA head, right? And vouched for him, said, listen, this guy is one of the best friggin' public servants that I've ever known. He's without question allegiant to uh, this country and its principles and, you know, you yank his, you yank mine. So when people have worked together for decades and seen, had an opportunity to see the track record of a peer, in this case of Admiral McRaven um, and the other guy, the CIA head, who's been in friggin', you know, been a in intelligence community for 40 years or more. Yeah, when somebody gets pushed around, other people are watching, and they're not going to tolerate it. And so now you've got, and this is on many instances you've seen this, I don't want to get too political about it, but it's just so glaring that uh, Trump's leadership style is horrible. It is not conducive to people following him. Um, long term and sticking with him and respecting him and unfortunately I think he's got some redeeming qualities that he doesn't show too often uh, they're the qualities that everybody hoped he would incorporate when he um, assumed command of the presidency and that he would rise to the occasion and other people would help him, you know, guide him on track and all that stuff. Shit, you got all these people at your disposal. Instead, you don't listen to them. You just send all this crap out on social media, you know. It's, for you to be thinking these things, okay, we're all human. But to be saying them on a daily basis and attacking other people is just ridiculous. So I'll close with this. I had an old boss. All right, one of my first jobs out of school. Worked for this guy, very successful been in profession for maybe a decade. He was a millionaire. Uh, I was a good friend of his. Uh, I, I, he, I was kind of his protege. He wanted me to succeed him in the business. Sizable workforce for my industry, maybe 30 individuals, all kinds of different departments and levels of uh, management built into it. It was a very well-run business, and he had learned much, taught me much. Um, he was a good friend, but he was a really poor leader. He lead he led by fear. You could see when he something would go wrong, he would he would look for somebody to blame 
when ultimately the blame is always on the leader, right? Because he maybe you didn't help this person, or sometimes it's in the individual, oftentimes it might be. But you need to be able to bring them up to speed in a way that is respectful and is um, that is effective on making a correction, right? So, long story short, this guy, within a year's time, we had almost 100% turnover in our staff because every time there was a problem or the stats, quote-unquote, had dropped, we weren't making, you know, the, seeing the, the patients that we wanted to or we weren't making the money we wanted to or this particular area, the clinic was not, was not um, producing, he would get paranoid and he would look for somebody to push around or ultimately fire. So morale plummets when somebody, when somebody gets paranoid and instead of taking ownership and trying to, to correct things in a, um, in a productive way, in a constructive way, they point the finger or blame somebody or fire somebody, which is the whole freaking Trump thing, right? You're fired because you're not up to par. Well, if everybody's scared of being fired... Like him with like my old boss and like Trump, then they're like, "Fuck it, man! My my future. I don't have a future here. I don't see anybody being reasonable. I I don't. I the expectations that uh you know uh, I that are on me, that are being placed upon me, I cannot rise to them because of this, that, or the other thing. Maybe it's my fault. But when you feel like somebody is gonna, not going to be sympathetic. And you feel like they are going to lash out at you or make you pay or fire you or even worse, intimidate you, push you around, make you feel, you know, emotionally abuse you essentially or physically abuse you. Um, then you don't feel like you're long for that organization. You don't feel any sort of loyalty to the organization and shit falls apart. And then other people who are not friggin' weaklings they're going to stand up for themselves. And then the other people, the other individuals um, who are watching who ordinarily wouldn't have the courage, they're going to say, you know what? Me too. What the hell with this guy? I ain't putting up with this bullshit. I'll get a job over here. I don't want to be part of this anymore. Right? And so this is what ultimately leadership by fear and intimidation, this power-hungry methodology that is employed by many politicians and many coaches and many business leaders um, it, this is why it fails because people don't want to be pushed around they want somebody who's reasonable who they can consult um, regarding their the mission and their effectiveness in their job I think everybody wants to do a good job but they also want to know that what they're doing, whatever widget they're producing, is, you know, they can be proud of. And it's, look, it's, it's quite the quandary, but I, I would, I've always tried to put my, um, it's quite the quandary as what to, what method to assume. Like, there always, there's always a balance of these two. I've never been able to do it, to strike the balance. I'm a nice guy. Um sometimes very naive. I also don't want to, I have no desire to exert any sort of power over anybody. I've been in these positions. 
most notably in the Marine Corps and sometimes in the business sector. And um, I've seen uh, that I, I just I work best when I've got somebody who allows me to use my talents and to operate in a positive work environment and excel. Who somebody who cares about my future at the organization and who wants ultimately wants to see everybody work together and go home with a smile on their face. Who the hell wants to be miserable? Who the hell wants to be pushed around or bullied? And so <clears throat> you're seeing right now, be, keep a lookout because as, as tensions rise and everybody seems to be um, pitted against one another in our country, it's very unfortunate. It's, an, a, it's a very unfortunate, uh, it's a travesty of a president to set that the president is setting this um, that anytime somebody disagrees with him, he tries to suppress them or lash out or um, degrade them. It's bad leadership. It's leadership by fear. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. And you're friggin' uh, for your from your boss. Expect that they do their best to lead from the front, which means you friggin' lead with your actions. Right? You you got to be willing to do everything that you ask others to do. You got to be able to clean friggin' toilets, willing to friggin' wash dishes, clean toilets, fix things, get a, crawl underneath things and find out what's wrong and figure out what's working and get a little dirty in the process. You know? And when people see you doing that, when they see you being willing to, to help them, and when they fail, helping them understand how they can succeed because nobody likes to fail, right? When the mission starts, when the mission goes awry, which always, things do go awry. Let's say you're playing friggin' soccer and you, somebody makes a wrong play. You know, people will remember that for till the end of fucking time, right? When somebody drops a pass or misses a, a, a pass or doesn't score a goal, they'll, they'll remember that, that that person fucked up. I'll also remember if the person won the day, right? There's all this focus on winning, win, win, win. Well, as much as we don't want to give out participation trophies, we also don't want to friggin' damn people when they screw up. We want to help them to get back on the right track and succeed. Because when they succeed, we succeed. The organization succeeds. The country succeeds. The company succeeds. The rifle squad, platoon, Battalion, regiment, division, brigade succeeds. It all, the, the dominoes fall. And so, don't be a friggin' leader by fear and intimidation and power. Lead from the front. Be willing to do anything, complete any task, fix any problem, and expect that it's gonna be hard. You know, this shit is easy. But the right thing to do is often to put yourself in the position of your subordinate and find out what we need to do to fix things. Be understanding. Remember where you came from. And that nobody likes being pushed around or intimidated. And this is a big part of what we've got going on in this country right now. We've got leaders who like to act like dickwads, like Trump does. 
and people look the other way, you know. So people are, are not looking the other way anymore. you got this guy, Admiral McRaven, who by any estimation is a stud and experienced and has perspective, and we should listen to him. Lead by respect and love, not by power. Huh!